Welcome to Personal Finance Cat, where I share my personal take on personal finance. All right. Hello, everyone. Today, we have Kelly Ann on the show. Kelly is a friend of mine from the days when I was in graduate school and she was a college student at the time. And we met through some common friends and um, she always impressed me as a very outgoing and friendly person. So we met up recently in New York City and I realized that she's a great entrepreneur doing her own thing and kicking ass um, in Singapore all the way. So as a brief background, Kelly Ann is a software engineer, impact investor, and experienced community builder. At PayPal, she was recognized with the Top Inventor Award for two consecutive years, co-authored two patents, and was leading member of its Singapore Global Headquarters Innovation Lab Team. As a chapter head of SoGal Foundation and limited partner in SoGal Ventures and Hustle Fund, she helps to empower diverse entrepreneurs around the world. She holds an MBA from INSEED, two bachelor degrees in computer science and psychology from top U.S. institutes. She was a scholarship recipient to attend Stanford University's 500 Startups VC Executive Program. Now she's building a web 2.5 startup to help traditional brands to explore and web3 marketing solution to create a deep engagement and loyal with their customers. Welcome to the show, Kelly. How are you doing? Thank you very much, Handy. It's very nice to really connect with you after many years, and thank yeah. you for inviting to the show. Yeah, thank you. Do you have anything to add to the background that I just um, mentioned? What's your latest venture? Yeah, so uh, first of all, I want to correct one of your pronunciations. Oh, uh, sorry. My MBA is called INSEAD. It's a French Inciad. school. Oh, sorry yes <laughs> <laughs> i always wonder how to pronounce that i've seen it many times i know it's a very prestigious mba program thank you thank you for correcting me <laughs> no i think if, if you like if people never been to europe for for school so they were mm -hmm. never able to pronounce it i i, I had the nice. same problem before this too is it french in seattle yes it's a french okay cool yeah uh so my latest journey right now i'm a full-time entrepreneur right now um mm -hmm. building my startup based in singapore helping the brand to utilize the community driven approach to empowering the consumer to create a better engagement also long-term engagement uh, between the brand and also the consumer itself so that for brand is save a lot of marketing expense and from consumer their effort their following their engagement actually be recognized by the brand mm -hmm. that's well awesome so how did you how did you know that you want to be an entrepreneur when did you find that out and you make the decision just to do it it actually took me for a while to, to realize i want to be a full-time entrepreneur because I think there was a few different stages of my career. When I just graduated, actually before I graduated from school, I was intern at Silicon Valley at Yahoo as a software engineer. At the time, we and a bunch of other classmates and also intern uh, attended many different kind of meetup, intern meetup and hackathon along the Bay Area. And I just really enjoyed building the product with other people and building solution as at that time i think being an entrepreneur wasn't wasn't really uh, 
an option. And I was thinking about I will be a, a software engineer and build a product for a company. And then after I graduated from school, I joined PayPal as a sales engineer. So working with sales team to integrate PayPal solution for a lot of different type of merchant and um, channel partner too. And I realized that being um, a sales engineer actually also an option for me too. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy pitching the product to the merchant. I also enjoy the integrating product on their website as well. And at the same time, I, I, I saw one of the blog posts by a really good friend of mine, also uh, the managing partner at SoCal Venture. She attended this 500 startup and Stanford executive program um, for their first one they hosted. And then I saw her story on Facebook posts and I reached out to her and said, you know, I'm very inspired by your, your story. And I decided to apply that program as well. And then luckily I got in and also they gave me uh, the scholarship and PayPal pay for the rest of other things. And that program was main, mainly looking for people to become a full-time VC or family office, or you want to be an investor for the startup. So I attended that program for two weeks. Every day people are talking about how to do, how to do a due diligence for the startup, what kind of terms you will get start a founder and that stage I was still wasn't sure I want to be a full-time entrepreneur. I was thinking, okay, maybe VC could be another option for me. And then over the years after that program, I started being very actively involved with SoGal community. SoGal is a global female entrepreneur community that we support female founder and also female investor. Both of those are our minority group in this sector, in both sector actually. And over the years, I, I encounter so many different kinds of startup founder and helping them to move the resources around, um, both through PayPal and SoGal. And the last stage, it was when I decided to move to Singapore in 2018. At that time, I was the third year of my H1B lottery. And I was thinking, okay, I'm going to create some option for myself if I, do, if I couldn't get H1B. And I started exploring some options outside of United States. PayPal is still an option, but I was, I want something also different. So I talked to Pocket and she was living in Singapore at the time. And she just shared she my resume around. She's the founder of yeah. SoGal, right? Yeah, she's, a, she's the founder and managing partner at SoGal Venture. Yep. And she's just circling my resume around in Singapore VC network. And I got a bunch of offer, uh, startup, very early stage startup offer in, in Singapore. And I flew to Singapore for 72 hours and just to meet all those startups. And then after that, I decided, you know what, I'm going to come here. No matter, you know, how the salary is going to be, I just, I'm ready for a new life. And then I decided I take the app. I took, I took the offer. Uh, one of the, actually one of the, the startup that I'm most not fam unfamiliar with. It was a pre precision agriculture AI startup. And then, so I moved there in June. So I worked there for three, for three months. Thing didn't work out. I quit the startup. And luckily I messaged my previous, my boss, my previous boss at PayPal, who gave me an offer from PayPal in Singapore. I say, you know, I, I, I think this startup didn't work out. What, 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 uh, 
could you get my offer back? So he's, he's very generous. He said, if you want to come back, yeah, this is a position safe for you. And I feel very lucky. So after I quit that startup in September, I just, I just left Singapore. So I went on a mini world tour, traveling around the world for a bit. And I took his offer while I was in Italy for a friend wedding. Nice. And then I went back to Singapore, joined the PayPal again. But at this time, I was doing uh, a little bit different thing than previously. So I was leading the innovation lab at PayPal in Singapore. And it innovation lab at PayPal, my job actually are twofold. One is working with a lot of startup founders in the ecosystem. Second is nurturing the innovation spirit and activity and the pattern related uh, activity in at PayPal. That's I think great. At, at that time, I'm pretty sure that after PayPal, I'm going to be a full-time entrepreneur because I think this is what I would really drive me and what really make me energetic and learning new things and also discovery about myself too. That's awesome. So at what point when you were in Singapore, when you were working for PayPal, did you decide that now it's the time to move on and start something on my own? Mm, actually it wasn't, I decided at the time, I think it was COVID hit that I'd be able to focus on do, doing my GMAT. <laughs> and then <laughs> I couldn't do GMAT for many, many years because of you know life distraction. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. during COVID, there was a lot of things work slow down, and I just focused on doing my GMAT. I decided, you know, I'm gonna apply for an MBA and give a shot because my goal is going to MBA is really trying to have less risk and and more opportunity to meet high quality co-founder through the MBA program. And then I did meet a co-founder over there mm-hmm. at INSEAD. But then I think our personality didn't really match very well. So we decided to do our own things afterward. Interesting. So you intentionally went into the MBA program in the hopes of meeting people, learning about how to run a business. You already knew that you were going to be an entrepreneur at the time. Okay. And then is that what you did right after you graduated? Sorry, did you hear my question? I think we were cut off a little bit. Yeah, I was asking, did you know that you were going to start up a company right after you graduated? Yes, I, I was going to plan to start my company during my MBA. Oh, okay. Okay. And then after in after INSEAD, you traveled back to Singapore and you started the company. Can you talk a little bit about how that came together? Yes. So by so INSEAD only had five semesters. Mm-hmm. It's only a ten months program. So before okay. I started INSEAD, I knew I'm going to go to INSEAD. I already started pl- uh, exploring some of the startup program activity uh, for students at INSEAD. So I met my co-founder, ex-co-founder, who is also my classmate, mm-hmm. when we were just talking and networking online. And then we started doing this summer startup tour together, which related to female health. So she, her background was in healthcare and my background was mostly in the female space and also community space. So we decided, you know, we're going to explore this topic and see what kind of thing out end of summer, which is only one month. This is before I started officially joining SIAP. That's mm-hmm. like 2021, July to August. So we spent a whole month of talking to many different kind of female health founder, uh, VC, 
and also researcher around the world. And then by the end of the tour, we decided, you know, I think there is one problem we want to going after and not many people are solving it is called menopause issue, mm -hmm. a solution for menopause. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then before like INSEAD had two, uh, had the one venture competition and it happened every three months. So we actually apply the, the first venture, venture com competition when we were joining the INSEAD. It was in September. That was first months after we started at INSEAD. And then we didn't got in, but we, we were very, we were very enthusiastic of, about keep pushing the direction forward. And fast forward by the end of the P4, like the fourth semester, we applied again, actually, but we still didn't get in. And at the time, I also feel that me and my ex co-founder doesn't really work that well. There's a lot mm -hmm. of small issues. So in my last semester, I, I really sat down and, and accidentally I was taking a few classes related to NFT, non-fungible token, and also Web3, this topic, and also crypto entrepreneurship. And, and, and I was very, I was always very passively in, in investing in this space. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting down like since, since college, actually. And then now I, I sit down and think about, okay, what is something right now, the industry is going up also had a lot of opportunity, but also can combine my previous experiences in, in the fintech, in commerce. And I love working things in a commerce. So I decided, you know, I'm going to write a paper on it with a, a couple other classmates through a class project. And then we, we, were, we were, our topic was about NFT loyalty reward system. And because we saw Starbucks announce the, their, their NFT, uh, Odyssey. It wasn't called Odyssey at the time. They said they were going to do something NFT in March or May. So we got very inspired by it. And when I came back to Singapore after graduate uh, in August, I started just talking to a lot of brands, uh, winning my own network from SoGal mostly. And then we just start, start exploring what kind of product is, is the brand one and what kind of product that like we can build. Gotcha. Gotcha. How did you meet your current partners? Was that through intentional searching or was it through common friends? How did you start this current company that you are working for? Actually, I started my company by myself. And, I, and then I couldn't find a co-founder at the time. And I think I, I, tried, I tried very, very hard. I talked to a lot of people. I was also thinking about going to some accelerator program who can help me match some co-founder but then mm -hmm. i thought about the the roi of that program i don't really think i really need it because i really have a lot of network winning the entrepreneurship so i would start talking to people who are entrepreneur i know entrepreneur already i met this guys who i met this guy actually at sogal first global pitch competition back to 2016. so he was mm -hmm. building his startup in china um similar to shopify tools for Chinese direct-to-consumer brand mm -hmm. and I was just at, uh, catching up with him over the phone and asking him what kind of thing you've been doing and and also sharing the stuff I'm doing as well and then we decided we were going to partner together so, so that is how I guess how I met him but it, it's been a long long time we always kept in touch because he is an entrepreneur and he's been building things for as e-commerce founder 
for different brands for many, many years. So did you always know that you have to have a founder? Have you thought about just doing everything on your own and then maybe just hiring employees to pick up the rest? Why do you think a co-founder or partner is so critical? It is impossible to do everything by yourself, <laughs> first of all. I, I honestly know this from the beginning. I don't think I will be able to do any, everything by myself. I know myself weaknesses. I also know myself, my, my strengths. So I would rather focus on my strengths and let the people who do things well and join together. And then I think it's, it's never about, I think for me, entrepreneurship or, or startup founder, startup, uh, startup is never about making money in a, in a very quick, uh, short period of time. I think this is just a lot of assumption that by major media, I think, <laughs> I think being a startup founder for me is a self-discovery journey and I want to go through that. So I think being working with other people along this journey can also let me, let me give me an opportunity to get to know myself better. That makes a lot of sense. So then maybe going back a little bit to kind of talk through some of the earlier career choices that you had. When I knew you, you were a psychology major and now you're a software engineer. Can you talk a little bit about how you decided to transition from being a psychology major to a computer science major? Yeah, let's face the reality. If you're a psychology <laughs> bachelor degree, you cannot find a job. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is the, the harsh reality that we all know. And then I went to a liberal art college, right? So. Most of my classmates went to liberal college. They all want to go to do master and PhD right after the school. Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't think it was right for me at the time. And, and I know I like computer when I was a little kid. And then I started taking a lot of elective class outside of my, my, my own school. And, and I think all those classes I did pretty well and mm -hmm. it just, it got me having this idea that, you know, maybe I should take another major that can help me get a job. Mm -hmm. That's what really the, the first and initial motivation. Gotcha. Thanks for the honesty. <laughs> so then when you were starting out, you said your first internship was at a tech company was, was a Yahoo. That was my first tech internship. My okay. first real internship. When I was studying psychology, I was actually interned at Georgia Economy Development Department at, okay. at, at a tech fair. I was like doing marketing things there, here and there. But then it wasn't really any making any money. I also interned at the DCAP, uh, like medical center for their behavior house hospital department too. But also that was sort of volunteer. So the real internship, which I make me money was Yahoo. Gotcha. So how was that experience? Did you become more certain that you want to be in the tech industry after interning at Yahoo? What lessons did you learn? What networks did you build? Can you talk about that a little bit? I think at the time I wasn't really think too much. Like when you were intern at Silicon Valley, it was, everything is very new. Everything is about tech. And I, I just wasn't thinking about it. And also it paid very, very well. And I think Yahoo wasn't That's a top pay, <laughs> yeah, like not a top paying uh, employer for intern, but it's still the, the benefit pretty good. You got free food, you got shuttle, your salary is pretty good. You also meet a bunch of other 
intern who very similar to you, um, both boys and girls, and we just go into a different event, doing hackathon and doing like things together. Wasn't really intentional in building my network uh, at the time, mm -hmm. but I think I was just really absorbing my absorbed environment at, at, at in Silicon Valley. Gotcha. That sounds a lot of fun. And then you got into PayPal and this innovation lab, I think is the group that you worked for. How did you get in and how did you like it? I think innovation lab was my third role okay. at PayPal. My first role was a sales engineer. When That's my great. first hiring manager gave me the offer, I wasn't even sure what does a sales engineer means. I was like, what kind of career can sales engineer do? Yeah, that's my question but, as well. Are you doing sales? Or are you doing engineering? <laughs> it's actually both. It's actually yeah. both. And it, 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 the career-wise, you, you, you need technical knowledge. You also need a really good communication skill. And I, and I really, I think I kind of like it. Now mm -hmm. I'm thinking back, but initially I hate, I hate it. I really don't like, yeah, thinking about it. My job every day is helping merchant integrating the plot, the product. And I have mm -hmm. to troubleshoot things for them. And, and for me at the time I went, I was, I was planning to be a software engineer. Like all of my other job I applied or got offered with all software engineer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. PayPal was the only one gave me this role, but I like e-commerce. And PayPal was the closest one to e-commerce and also like FinTech at the time was also mm -hmm. a growing industry too. Right. And, and then fast forward, when I moved to Singapore, be, before I moved to Singapore, I was talking to a lot of internal ex uh, director and about, you know, what kind of role are in Singapore? Who do you know there? And then they start introducing me to uh, people that they know in Singapore office. And I had a, a chat with my boss, with their team, ex boss. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Although I didn't took his offer initially, but I, I still visit him. I kept in touch with him even after I joined the startup. And then I, I still, I think after I left the startup, I just messaged him, you know, maybe we should get to catch up. And I asked, I, you know, there's nothing I can lose. So I just asked him, do you have that role uh, available? It, can I still take it? Mm -hmm. and then and then i think it's very lucky and also i asked for it and he's saying you know it, 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 it's still yours if you want to come back so that's i think that's how i got that role and then because i did a lot of networking internally and people mm -hmm. know what thing that had been built before mm -hmm. um, so like outside of a sales engineer i also very actively in like PayPal Internal Innovation Lab in, in, in the uh, San Jose office. And I, I know a lot of people and I also build a lot of different things outside of my main job so that I have this reputation. I also filed a bunch of patent before. So I'm a top um, patent award winner in, in the 17, 16, and 6, 17. So that when I talk to my ex-boss about it and he said you know i i think this is someone we really needed for for our singapore office where we have to give you offered for this yeah about the patents i saw that on your linkedin profile and you mentioned just now that was very impressive how did you file a patent can you walk us through the process 
actually patent it was one of the main goal for innovation lab when they first exist oh gotcha okay established in 2015 because paypal and ebay split at the time a lot of patents mm -hmm. they co-own belong to ebay so paypal need to catch up and we actually have a lot of internal enthusiasm just like myself people gather at small room office room and just like brainstorming and watch tech video and then you know there there was a there was a one director at innovation lab he, his role is just creating this enthusiasm and increasing the pattern number from paypal and i was mm -hmm. very drawn to this ideas so i participate pretty much every like every every week and I just really enjoy hanging out with my colleague I met also in networking over there too. And then there was a few opportunity that, you know, people, we should bring some, some ideas and I contribute mine. We build out each other's idea together. And then we found I pattern. It was, it was, it was that easy. And we have lawyer, of course, internal lawyer team mm -hmm. to help us file the whole process. But I think it was, it, it wasn't really a hard process for my understanding. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's great. I guess the hard part is coming up with the idea, but it sounds like a group of you work together on that. Cool. That's awesome. And then I want to talk about your SoGal experience. I think you mentioned that you met the founder and managing director of Pocket through the VC event that Stanford hosted. Did you just reach yeah, out to her? Yeah, executive program. Right. Did you just reach out to her after you saw her bio? Did you meet her in person? Can you talk a little yeah, bit more we, about that? Yeah, so initially I saw her Facebook post from from 500 Startup Facebook okay. and the article about it. And then and I decided to join that program. I saw and met her co-founder, Elizabeth, who she met at that program. That's when, she, when they first started the fund. And I met her and I really like both of them. Um, pocket more virtually and and from all of her tech video talk and then elizabeth i really like her in person and i just started involved building SoGal global pitch competition like coming mm -hmm. up in 2016. and then i haven't i didn't meet her we were just online friends chatting mm -hmm. um until six months later when she flew from singapore to silicon valley and at the time, I would just volunteer for their event. And by the end of the conference, I was the one got their, this uh, conference space for free. And I also got a lot of sponsorship from PayPal, from Lyft, from all different tech company. And then, and that's how I like become really good, uh, how I know her. And over the years, we become quite close. And when I moved to Singapore, we become really good friends. Gotcha. That's great. And you were part of the SoGal Ventures, right? Were you involved in evaluating startups? If so, how did you go about evaluating which company to invest in? I think initially I was just helping for the community for other female founder building events. Mm -hmm. Then I started getting involved with the deal sourcing because I'm based in Silicon Valley convenience and later on i become their venture partner sort of helping them to select the deals here and there and and then i become their limited partner i start invest my own money in their fund because i i'm very involved already why don't i just invest my own money into it mm -hmm. how do i look 
at the deal source deal sourcing process actually the more you're looking at the more you're involved with the, the startup ecosystem the startup valuation the startup how they build their product and and i think silicon valley it is a place for you to absorb that for people to absorb everything related to this because everyone around me is also either vc investor or product manager or software engineer or founder gotcha and deal sourcing is that something that you do on your own meaning you would go out and scout out what startups there are or would people come to you because they need funding or both i think both like uh i go to events i go to a lot of different kind of events i also go to uh, talk to friends about it and they will also share something when they've changed a company and also people will reach out to us we have now we have a social media before now like count people reach out to us for a website too gotcha and during the time you have been with SoGal, have you witnessed any company becoming successful what's the usual timeline when you can see a company is really growing and can be a potential success i see soga right now portfolio has three to four unicorn and let me remind you yeah soga mm -hmm. only started this phone in 2016 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and officially they they are they start taking on in 2017 and now in 2022 mm -hmm. five years i think that's really short period of time for if you see a lot of different company being able to grow from nothing from mm -hmm. pre-seed nothing to a unicorn mm -hmm. but i think average is it would take seven to eight years and okay. now the climate the vc climate investment climate is not really good so i think it probably would take another one or two years for for those founders to fully exit gotcha so with all the things going on your own company your involvement in sogal and i'm sure I'm sure you're exploring other things as well. How many hours do you work in a week? If you don't mind sharing. I actually, I actually work less than you think. Really? <laughs> I don't work that much. I think I spend a lot of time to, I think I spend a lot of time to absorb information I have, mm -hmm. uh, slowly make a decision. And if once I make a decision, I make action really quick. That okay. that's my own style. I, I don't work that much because I don't believe that the longer time you work, the longer time you're actually give you the same return. But it, it, that's, it's just me. I, my, my best friend might say the different thing. She's a very dedicated worker. Mm -hmm. um, because I personally think that for me to be efficient, for me to think things clearly and do the right, make a right decision, I need, I need a lot of time to, to process yeah that makes sense that's very refreshing to hear so what keeps you up at night nothing keeps me up at night i fall asleep very immediately <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome but i think but i think right now like if i have to be honest it is it is a fundraising process no matter i have been become i've been being an investor before or not i am i am very slowly and also I, I am fundraising from Angel and asking people's money is never, never easy things. No matter you know this person very well, how of many course. years, it's never easy, easy, mm -hmm. uh, easy process. So what's your kind of main role now? Are you doing the business plan? Are you actually coding to make the platform work? Are you doing just general business management or everything as needed? Right now, my role is 
we are still trying to figure out the product market fit. I think we did, mm -hmm. we found it. Right now, we do need to create a prototype and to prove to our brand that this will work. At the same time, we need to create a sales channel for our brand to sell because mm -hmm. there are only two things matter to consumer brand or any brand. Number one is the cost. If we can lower their existing cost, which is mostly they spend now on social media, Mm -hmm. And that's our thesis. We can using our software or our tool using community method to save money for them on the social media, but it create a better effective marketing for their mm -hmm. follower. But also we need to, we are also exploring a sales channel. I'm going to set up a TikTok live streaming actually tomorrow to mm -hmm. help my brand to sell. So I'm going to become a live streamer nice. <laughs> for a, a month. <laughs> yeah. So Let me know. I'll everything. watch it. I'll be very curious <laughs> to see. So you're on TikTok. What's the what's the name? Just Kellyanne. Right now we're just set up a seller account. It's not even my own account. I don't even oh, use okay. TikTok that often. But for my brand, I would do it. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll follow up with you on that. <laughs> what do you think is in your future? Is the company gonna be kind of the main thing that you're doing, or it's still kind of in the exploring stage? I think I will be a serious entrepreneur. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's always good to hear. I heard a lot of entrepreneurs are serial entrepreneur. If one thing doesn't work out, move on to the next. That makes yep. total sense. That's how I think as well. Because I think no matter this company succeed or not, it's, it's a journey that I'm on. And then I, I hope I can make some money and then... <laughs> Then I learned some good lesson and then I'm going to start another thing. Of course, I, I will continue to invest in, in a startup, in a VC fund, because I, I, I believe this model. I also see a lot of success, of course, also failure story. But I, I think this is really, this space make, make me learn things um, in, in, in a very effective way. Cool. And are you bullish in the whole Web3, the next phase of the internet? kind of buzz that people are talking about. I know that your thing is web 2.0. I mean, sorry, web 2.5, but you mentioned something about using the web three technologies also. What's your overall outlook for this whole web three concept? Web three is, uh, is, a, is, a, is a new era of internet. That's how I see it. It's mm -hmm. no, it doesn't matter whether it's gonna be a blockchain or the metaverse or AR, VR. It's a way that we internet interact with the internet in a different way mm -hmm. is a decentralized permissionless so we actually own our own data instead mm -hmm. of all the big platform own our own data through right. a various form i'm very bullish on web3 for, for a few reasons number one is i i was a the early bitcoin adopter when we were in school we actually mined bitcoin but in oh, a wow. very 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 small small amount people mm -hmm. always think oh my god you probably load it like that's not true <laughs> yeah back in 2015 16 back in 2013 14 oh wow that's really early yeah but nobody really believed that was a thing at the time right i also wasn't sure too because i feel all my good friends and doing that so i was like okay i would do it with you Mm -hmm. in the school lab computer lab and then back to 2016 and 17 my a lot of my some of my really close colleague at paypal by bought a lot of different coin altcoin and they were just telling me about it and i was like okay fine I'm, it's not a lot of money i'm gonna buy it with you 
and I, I never sell any of those. Like just keep in my wallet. And they also bought a, a, a actual ledger heart wallet, cold wallet. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you can save all of your token on your device. I'm like very lazy. I don't even want to move anything. So I just <laughs> bought those and just keep there. And now I think I'm actually really involved in this industry as a full-time founder. I've learned so much and it's overwhelmed. I have to say there's so much knowledge, so much scam, so much people who have different kind of expertise, quote, quote. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, you have to differentiate a lot and you have to know as a founder or the startup project founder or ecosystem builder what what how do you want to learn more how do you uh, filter the knowledge do i trust a lot of things from from twitter do i trust a lot of things from the the people i know or do i trust the information i went to from a conference probably neither of those are comprehensive so i think it's really helped me to understand from different point of view about web3 and and i'm building thing along this space too why is web 2.5 because we don't have token Web3, Web3 native project all have a token. They're launching a crypto um, behind the scene. And that, that it is a really community focused, community enabled project. If you think this way, why, why is Web2.5? Because we're using some of the Web3 marketing method to drive the growth for Web2 consumer mm-hmm. brand. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So after talking through all of that experience that you had, my really critical question at least for me is do you think entrepreneurship was born with or you can acquire that i've never think entrepreneurship can be born with really? honestly okay. it's, that's, i think it's it, it <laughs> yeah i i actually think you have to really in an environment push you and give you the incentive there are a lot of incentive about getting to know yourself better and get to know more different kind of people whether they're good or bad but I think it is a learned skill and it is, it is also your environment. It highly influenced the choice of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, but just to play devil's advocate, right? There are a lot of people in Silicon Valley and some of them just choose to work for a company. They just, they're happy being an employee. And there are also people who are entrepreneurs. They always talk about they want to be an entrepreneur, but they never actually take the action to do it. So what do you say to that? kind of argument if this person grew up in the silicon valley he definitely had been an entrepreneur before no matter what you i think it's just a story we just never fully know about that person's story okay if this person moved to silicon valley when they become an adult and most likely they will be really attracted by the high incentive the salary, the benefit of tech company giving to the employee. Mm-hmm. And I think, yes, if you're looking at holistically for this person, like growing up, the whole story of this person, if this person had been growing up in an entrepreneur-driven environment or family, this person would never just settle to be a entrepreneur. And of course, people who are entrepreneur, I used to be that one. It took me a lot of a long, long, long time to really say goodbye to all the corporate benefit, the high, high-paying salary, and good position. People looking up, looking you up on it. Mm-hmm. It really took a lot of effort. So I, that's why I went to INSEA. You know, I went, I did my MBA, say goodbye to that life for a year, and I say, you know, you know what? This time I'm not going back. That's awesome. 
That's very encouraging. So do you have any other words of encouragement for people who might want to follow your steps to be an entrepreneur one day? I think just get to, get to know yourself better is important. I spend a lot of time hire a professional coach. Um, I think it's really helpful to understand my own motivation, to understand who I am, what I can do, what is my weaknesses. And I think this is something that everyone, I, I really encourage everyone to do that. No matter you are hiring a therapist or you are going to hire a, a life coach, I think this is very important. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that you have a coach or a mentor or therapist. How did you find the person that you feel comfortable talking to about your ambition, your personality, your goals? How did you do that? It's still influenced by my friend Pocket. So she okay. was, um, she hired a coach a long time ago and she was telling me how grateful is it. And then after uh, influenced by her, I started asking around about, you know, I want to find a professional coach. And I did found, I found two. And so I did two at the same time, completely different style. And it, it was really, really, really eye-opening and helpful. And then I cried so much during my like professional coach session. And, mm -hmm. and at ACI, we also have a professional coach to help you, guide you through your, your decision-making journey when you're trying to find a certain job. Mm -hmm. I would say less about why this job is important. Uh, like, uh, it, it's less about how do you find a job because mm -hmm. we all doubt we're going to MBA, but it's more about why do you want to do this job? Or mm -hmm, how do mm -hmm. you dealing with a personal conflict or personal relationship with other people in a, in a work environment? That's very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. So what do you think is the one thing that sets people apart to be successful versus failing or never even get started? I think you need to have a courage for people who have faith in, her, in, in him or herself Mm -hmm. I remember I read this this quote. It's actually from Shoe Dog, from Phil uh, Phil Knight. It's, it's, it's one of the uh, I think one of the very famous quote from this book. And mm -hmm. he said, "You have to. You need to have faith in yourself. Have faith in the face. And and you cannot. I don't remember the full quote, but I, I remember remember that this word that you have. You need to have a faith in yourself. Mm -hmm. You believe that whatever come to you, you will be able to." find a solution for it. If you cannot find a solution for it, you can find people to have a solution for it. And, and I think that's, that's, that's how I live my life. You know, I don't have all the <laughs> solutions for my startup, but I can find people who have, who might have a solution to solve the problem. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a very, very good quote. All right. So my last question for you, where can people find more about you? Is it LinkedIn? Yeah, TikTok, people find YouTube? me on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I'm very actively, actively looking at my LinkedIn every day. Uh, also Twitter as well. So Twitter and LinkedIn uh, will be the most immediate uh, connection that you can find me. Awesome. So on Twitter, you're just Kellyanne or what's your... Yes, Kellyanne3644. Uh, Kelly That's okay. my uh, handle name. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. This was really great. I really enjoyed the conversation. And thanks for sharing all this experience that you had. It was really well, appreciated. Thank you for this. Give me an opportunity. Yeah, of course. Of course.